Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Give and Go. I'm your co-host Reynoso here with my your boy Saltero. Your boy, I was like, wait, blood for a second. I was like, wait, what are you to me, man? Yeah. My boy Saltero, man. My boy Saltero. Remember, folks, if you're listening to us on Spotify, please give us a five star rating. It helps out a lot. And if you're on YouTube, check us out, please. Subscribe to us, like our video, just help support the channel, man. How are you guys doing today, man? It's Monday. Having a good day. We're starting off the week. I hope everyone had a good start to the week. And we had two matches today. Yes, sir. To kick off this week with the most recent one that just happened, Brazil against South Korea, man. And I want to sound off on this one first, if go you off, don't man. mind, man. Go I want to go off for a minute here. Brazil looks great. Mm. Brazil looks really, really good, man. Scoring four really good goals outside that penalty that I thought was a little soft. Three goals that were well-formed, well-developed, and resulted in just really amazing and stylistic dances from Paqueta, Jeez. from Neymar, from Vinny Jr. Chiche. Chiche getting involved with the celebrations as well, man. Brazil has arrived to the World Cup, as they already showed in the group stage, winning all their losing two of their most... Winning two matches and losing one match against Cameroon. They are here, man. Brazil is here. And there's a few things I want to point out about this Brazilian team that I noticed this time around. I think this team really has little to no flaws right now. I think they are just about very secure in every single position. If there's one spot that concerns me the most, it's the play of Rafinha. I think Rafinha mm. plays a very interesting role for this Brazilian team. He's, uh, he's not... Showing a lot of output right now. I think he's got a couple assists to his name, but no goals. He's had opportunities on goal to score goals. But so far, he hasn't been able to get the output and efficiency that a guy like Vinny Jr. on the opposite side has been able to do. But when I was thinking about, you know, is this something I should be concerned about? Is this something that I, I see as ultimately a bad thing? I don't think it is because I, I actually compare Rafinha's presence in this Brazilian team a lot to that of Dembele on France. I was just about to say Hey, that. for real? Yeah, well, then you keep going. <laughs> I think it's the exact same thing, man. Dembele has done really good for France, being able to craft up opportunities. But stats-wise, and we mentioned it yesterday in yesterday's podcast, he isn't showing it. You know, yeah. no, no goals, no assists to his name. But it almost doesn't translate to how well he's playing on the pitch or what he means for this French offense. He's part of this fluid system. And I think Rafinha is kind of the same. Yeah. Do I wish he had a goal to his name? I do, man. I do because he's had some good opportunities already this tournament, but I don't consider it a flaw. And I think I realized that this game, because once again, no goals from Rafinha, but he was big. He was a big part of, I believe the first goal um, in that buildup, getting past a couple of South Korean defenders and then ultimately handing it off. And so, all in all, I'm not that concerned about him. And so, with that question being answered for me in this match, I'm thinking, bro, Brazil, the true and only thing they need is a test. They need to get tested. They need to, get, they need to face off against a really, really good title-contending squad so that they can get a better idea of what they truly are and to hopefully continue dominating. Outside of that, man, they're doing everything great. They managed to get a big result against the Swiss side that has looked like a much more formidable team and probably their biggest test yet. Yeah. So Brazil is answering every single question that we and the viewers have of them. And so I'm truly impressed once again. I know that South Korea isn't the best opponent, but I am impressed once again that they just, they've managed to just keep their foot on the gas, man. They haven't let off one bit. And I think that matters a lot in the World Cup. What's yeah. up, guys? I want to tell you about... I actually don't have much to add, to be honest. As I mean, see, looking at the scoreline, not a lot really happened in this game from like a competitive standpoint. So I think really the only thing left to be said is just to praise this Brazilian side. Dude, this game was a show. 
it was like a circus. It was a club. It was like a rave at some times, <laughs> man. And it was just pure footballing entertainment at its finest. Brazilian flair, it's samba style of football, joga bonito at its finest, man. We saw that on full display today. And yeah, I like how you said that. They had their foot on the gas from the get-go, man. And it completely uh, was on full display, man. As soon as that whistle blew, you're like, oh, shit, Brazil's coming for the Koreans' throats here. Yeah, dude. They were just going yeah. off. Full throttle, nonstop offensive football. And, yeah, it was like, what, 3-0 after like 30 minutes yeah. or something like that? Yeah. So, yeah, completely paid off. But they have the skill, the true skill to do something like that. In the round of 16 at the World Cup, Brazil might be one of the most entertaining teams out there. Oh, yeah. It's just yeah. so fun to watch. So, yeah, this was Brazil from the start. It was always going to be Brazil in my mind, in everybody's minds. And my God, did they do it with a really awesome flair, too. Yeah, I know that here on The Give and Go, we like to analyze and dissect certain goals. And so if there's one goal that I really want to dissect, it's that third goal by Brazil, which started off with Richarlison oh, outside of the box fighting against a South Korean defender. Controlling the ball with his head a couple of times, just yeah. balancing it on his head, right? Yeah. And that South Korean player getting in there trying to get physical with him, but Richardson just outmuscles him, yeah. brings the ball down to his feet, and somehow within that transition knows that there's a player right in front of him, and if he can just get that ball past that South South Korean defender, it can land right of his right at his feet, and he just somehow finds a way to slide slide that ball through after yeah. it coming off of his head. I thought that was super impressive. The ball then gets to. To uh, Tiago Silva's feet within this like quick interplay. Yes. And of all people, man, oh Tiago Silva sending in a fucking a perfect ball, a perfect, a perfect pass. pass, a perfect pass. Richarlison makes some great off the ball movement, finds himself one on one with the keeper just straight off of that pass, and it's an easy slotted finish. Oof. But the way it happened, bro, it was so quick. So it was in the midst of like three seconds. Yeah. It's that Brazilian flair, that Brazilian yes. samba, but the ability to be technical as well, and the fact that a defender was able to make that that deadly pass that ultimately decided the goal, um, that ultimately decided between the goal happening. Truly impressed me, man, because for a minute I was like, oh, was that like Neymar on the ball? Was that Vinny that sent that yeah. ball? But then I saw the replay. I was like, that's fucking Silva, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the quality of every player on this team is truly immense, and it showed on that play. Yeah, the lead one-touch pass from Silva. Oh, my God. Honestly, live as it happened, I thought it was like Paqueta or somebody. You know, a truly attacking midfielder type of pass is what I saw. So I was like, there's no way. And then looking back on the replay, when I saw it was Thiago Silva, I was like, oh, my God. What a <laughs> ball, bro. Holy shit. But, yeah, a beautiful play, a beautiful team goal. Class with every single Brazilian player that touched that ball. Yeah. So it was just an awesome yeah. goal to see. And, yeah, I mean, from there, I was like, ah, Jesus, man. Poor South Korea. Mm. Poor, poor Korea. Because mm. what a tough draw to get after a dramatic group stage uh, like advancement yes. for Korea. So dramatic and, and earned, honestly. But then to have to play Brazil immediately after their group, man, that is a tough ask for any team, especially for Korea. But, hey, they came out here and they did try. Uh, I don't really think there's much to take out from this game other than that Korea is just the inferior team. Yeah. Honestly, like yeah. they had they had a couple of good chances. 
Alison Becker actually showed up. Dude. If you want to talk about tests, I would say the only guy that actually got tested today was Becker himself. Three huge saves from him to actually keep it at bay. And actually, one did end up getting past him. So Korea did come out firing in that second half. Although I think Brazil was already kind of turned off at that point anyway, 4-0. You can kind of relax. You don't have to play full throttle that entire 90 minutes when you have a lead like that. So I think that's why Korea had a little bit more joy in that second half because, you know, Brazil were, they're chilling at that point, completely chilling. But Becker at least got a, a couple of nice tests with those long-range shots and getting some good blocks too. Yeah, I agree. And I, I do commend South Korea for at least trying, even in that first half when their backs were against the wall. Hwang Ki-chan was just slinging balls from yeah. long range, just trying to get something going. And I, I agree. I agree. That ultimately, this is just defined by South Korea being the weaker team against Brazil. Yeah. And I don't think that's too much to be disappointed about, man. I think yeah. South Korea making the round of 16 was a huge achievement for them. And in the way that they did, bro, I was watching the... I looked up on YouTube yesterday just to remind myself the 40-second raw clip of Hyung Sun just... Finding out, hearing that final whistle and just dropping to his knees and crying at the yeah. fact that they had just defeated Portugal and qualified to the round of 16. Yeah. Like that felt like the equivalent of like a Brazilian team lifting up the World Cup trophy. Mm. And contextually, I see that as South Korea's World Cup in a sense. Like yeah. that was their biggest moment. Their biggest achievement was making it to round 16. So I applaud them for what they were able to do in the group stage and just the story that they made because they really did represent Asia and AFC very well. It's just, you know, it ultimately sucks that they faced off against what I consider the favorite for the World Cup. Yeah. And if not, then a top three international team. Exactly, man. And just to give a couple more positives for South Korea, although they got Molly Wap today. Um, <laughs> going forward, I think Korea, they have a good midfield, man. If Lee kang can get more consistent minutes at club level, really bring his game up, he could be a starter for this side as well and just add more potency to their offense alongside whether it's Hwang Ki-chan and Hyung Min-sun. Also, I thought Cho had a good tournament, man. Uh, number nine striker playing in Korea. I thought he had a really successful tournament, getting some big goals, but also just being a nuisance in the box. You build that core offensively, and I think Korea can be really, really good. They have the AFC coming up next year, so based off of the team that I saw at this World Cup, I expect Korea to, to be really successful in the next couple of years. I think the only thing they need to work on is that back line because I don't, yeah. I don't think the Kims are it. As cool as cool as it as cool as it looks, I think they need a little bit more European talent alongside Kim Min Jae. If they can do that, find center backs, send them to Europe, and develop their defensive play, I think Korea could be a really good, complete AFC Asian team. Uh, because you know, at the end of the day, their their defensive structure was all over the place today, man. And I know it's Brazil, I understand that, but bro, like. They got bamboozled by the amount of runs Brazil were doing. Bamboozled. They had no idea who to mark, who to follow, who to help. Their one-on-one -on -one defense was there, sure, but their help defense, shadow defense, completely non-existent. So I think that's just down to playing higher elite talent. Yeah. And you, the only way to do that, I think, is to go to Europe. So <laughs> there's European talent in the midfield and offensively, but they need to fix that back line. They do that, I think this Korean team can be pretty good. Yeah, dude, there was that one play where... Uh all it took was one long ball from, I think, Militao <sighs> up to Richarlison. Yeah. It was one ball. Yeah. And Richarlison found himself in acres of space and just started chopping. <laughs> Somehow he missed a shot. Yeah, the, the goalkeeper yeah. had a great save. But that's all it took to break the defense after they were up like 3-0. And I was yeah. like, damn, dude. Like, it's got The midfield presence has to be there. The defensive presence has to be there. Yeah. Because looking forward, there is a lot of talent. There's, a, there's a truly a lot of talent in South Korea right now. Yeah. They got the K-League over there. And we you're going to key on an AFC Champions League this upcoming year. Yes, sir. Make sure to check out those Korean players, see how it's looking for them. Yeah. But 
all in all, good showing, yeah. and Brazil comes out victorious. And to kind of go alongside the point of them getting tested, looking at their path now, they're scheduled to face off against Croatia. Yes. And we'll talk about that matchup in a second, but there's a there truly is a chance here that Brazil doesn't get tested the way that I would want them to until the semis, maybe in the final. Maybe in Depending the final, Depending who they bro. draw in the semifinal, <laughs> man. They'll face either Netherlands or Argentina based off of if they can beat Croatia. And so depending the form of either one of those two teams, it'll be interesting to see what kind of test Brazil ultimately gets. But yeah. still, so far, man, the Brazil-France final looks like the favorite final to happen. Absolutely. And just even from a fan perspective, from footballing, love for the game perspective, I'm excited to see what this Brazil team can do. You know, even if they don't fully get tested till that semifinal or till that final, just the the positivity that they've been able to mount among this Brazilian camp, dude, is insane. Dude, every single celebration was there was just pure party atmosphere. I was like, oh my God, dude, this team is high on themselves, but for good reason. So I want to see this Brazilian team, like you said, get tested in these next rounds. Not even just to see what they do, but just for to see good football, man. Yeah, yeah. To see a, this Brazil team yeah. against a, a team that's almost equal as them, that might be the best game of the year, bro. That'll be incredible to watch. Yeah. So I can't wait to see this Brazilian team for the rest of this tournament, man. Yeah, and that's the thing. They bring out almost like a childlike excitement out of yeah. when I watch them because there truly is no other international team right now that plays with like the happiness, with the cohesiveness, and the joy that these Brazilian players play like. And I, the reason I'm so big on this 2022 team is because we've seen, or at least I have seen, the 2006 squad, 2010, 2014, 2018 Brazilian, t Brazilian teams. And we've had this take going for a while, man. We've been critiqued for it a lot. <laughs> yeah, I know. That 2022 Brazil is the best Brazilian team since 2002 because, bro, people want to bring up 2006. And I swear to God, they did not have this level of joy on the pitch <laughs> yeah. that we're seeing right now, man. They're being yeah. so clinical, so efficient. If anything, yes, there might have been better legends on that 2006 squad with Ronaldinho, man. Sure. These huge names. But the way the team is playing cohesively as yes. a unit yes. is something truly special, man. That's why I have them as, a, as my championship pick is because I see something special amongst this Brazilian squad. And I just I hope they can continue showing that yeah. and that's why I want them to get tested So ultimately people can be like, oh shit This really is like the Brazilian team that has the talent to win the World Cup finally after 20 years Wow, yeah for them to face for example like a France or an England and to beat them in the final That'd be so telling of how good this Brazilian team actually is because that'd be the ultimate test If you consider France or England to be a top three side internationally and for Brazil to beat them That'd be the perfect way for there to be no doubt that this Brazilian team is the best since the last time They lifted the whole goddamn trophy dude. So yeah 100% agree Brazil is on one right now and they have a really good chance to fulfill that destiny and to just prove everybody that we are the best national team in the world. All right, let's look at the chat here. I'm seeing a lot of comments. We have a super chat from David Serda. Do you think Chiche was unsportsmanlike by joining the celebration? I think that's a fair question, man. <laughs> that's a fair question. I would, I would add on, do you think he was unsportsmanlike for subbing out goalkeepers as well? Oh, dude. I think that might have been even more disrespectful, low-key, yeah. man. Yeah. Low-key, that... You don't do that ever, bro, ever. And he, the fact he did it, I was like, fuck, man. That, if anything, I see that as a little disrespectful, but not too disrespectful, but just a little weird. Alison was so good that they had to pull my boy out. <laughs> yeah, I can see it. I can see it. Unsportsmanlike to celebrate, though? Nah, I don't think so. To celebrate? No. Yeah, I was thinking about this. No, it was cute. Not Chiche. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, it was cute. It was, it was fun. 
Uh, I was thinking about this the other day. I was like, dude, football is one of the few sports, maybe if not the only one, where the coach celebrates just as passionately as the players when they score. You think about the NBA or the NFL? Yeah, the coach will be happy after like a win or after a nice play, but they don't they don't run to the players and celebrate like they do for soccer, man. They're not even close. Yeah, yeah bro. like Morocco's coach, Regragi, yes. did the same thing. Yes. Yeah. Or like even if they don't join in with the players, you see them scream, get on their knees and like look You're to right. God <laughs> and be like, Yes, let's go. It's one nil. Let's go. <laughs> like you do not see that in any other sport. So for Chiche to dance a little bit i see it as the same thing as like a coach like doing a, a knee slide you know yeah i see it as the same thing this time just you know a little bit brazilian if you will so disrespectful i'm gonna say no but funny yeah sure <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah 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 i think it's funny swap yeah. nil good to see you again my friend that was street football from brazil don't worry croatia won't allow this to happen brazil's yet to face a strong european team i'm willing to bet everything that brazil is losing the next game Fair takes, fair, fair take. take. Yeah, and I don't want to make it seem like Brazil's gonna just glide over Croatia. Right, I don't right, think right, that's right. even gonna happen. Yeah, I think that game will be very tight. I do think Brazil will edge it out, but yeah, Croatia's gonna be a, a feisty opponent for sure. And if they show up on a really high level, then that will be Brazil's test that I've been talking about. Yes. I hope that that's who that's who shows up and not a not a Croatian team that just lets Brazil walk all over them. I hope. Um, all dark horses have been put down. <laughs> yeah, they've been put so down. Far, yeah. Put yeah, to so sleep, far, bro. Yeah, man. Um, Danny Alves going for the goal of the tournament, dude. Yeah, dude, he struck that ball well. Yeah, he did. He got that. He got a clean strike on that. Just unfortunate that I got blocked by the defender. Yeah. Um, Saúl Acosta. Brazil has a solid defense when they are pressured, but since they were four up, they weren't as on it. But again, they didn't have pressure on them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I would agree. Let's go all the way down for me, producer Rod. Japan is better than Korea. I agree with yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. Keep going all the way, all the way to the bottom. Let's see what's the most recent stuff people are saying. Samba on the field. I got, I got Richards, Toto. I got Toto Richardson make first goal, but I'm Dutch. I'm afraid for Brazil for real. Yeah, I would, I would be worried about Brazil as well, man. I would be worried about Brazil as well. But hopefully, yeah. if a good Dutch team can defeat Argentina, then you could, you could maybe match Brazil. Despite Brazil wasting some chances, this is the Brazil we Brazilians are used to seeing. It is this Brazil that we were that we see here in South America, Roberto Jr. Yeah, I, I think so. This Absolutely. is the one that people have always, you know, people talk so highly about Brazil, and it's always great to see a team that matches up to the level of the of the hype. And I think this team for sure can live up to that hype that is being given to him. For, uh, this is being given given to him. Absolutely. Um, I, I remember yeah. in our Brazil preview, I said, you know, to be completely honest. There has not been a Brazilian team like this since 2002. And what I meant by that was when you're a kid and you hear about Brazil as a squad, you think about what we saw today against Korea, dancing on the ball, 4-0 by the 60th minute, pure entertainment, pure thrashing of the opponent. We haven't seen that in any other World Cup since 2002, oh, maybe. This team is better dancers, too, bro. Yeah, they got better dancers. can dance his ass <laughs> yeah. off. Vinny, yeah. I love his... Yeah. Bro, the whole team, is even in the dancing aspect, has improved. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so the performance that this World Cup has fulfilled that narrative of Brazil being the best footballing nation in the world. So... To, I, again, I'm so excited to see what they can do going further, man, because the games are going to get bigger. The opponents are going to get harder and harder and harder, but Brazil will still have the chance to prove yes. that they're better than them. Yes. 
Uh, Neymar was holding back too. So good to see him back. Brazil will need need him if they get to the final. I agree. Yeah. I, I don't think he was fully at 100% today. It didn't seem like he was trying that hard either. Yeah. Personally, though, I wish he would have gotten subbed off at halftime, no, man. 3-0, 4-0 up. And I was yeah. like, man, like at what point? What are we doing here now? Just trying to get him more minutes? <laughs> yeah, I, maybe. Let him rest a little bit. Maybe. But ultimately, he seemed to be fine after the game, so I'm glad. Um Chiche put Weverton in Allison's place as he was the only player who had not entered the group stage. Chiche, Chiche used all 26 players. Yeah, I was aware yeah. of that, but I still think that it's slightly disrespectful. It's disrespectful. It's still slightly disrespectful. <laughs> Even if you're chasing a stat, it's, slightly, it's just slightly weird. Yeah. Slightly. Um, okay, still feel like Bobby Firmino would bring in a nice spark. But other than that, this team is built to win. I agree. I agree. Mm-hmm. And with the news that Gabriel Jesus is leaving this team due to injury. Yeah. And from what we saw today, won't be back till March 2023, man. Yeah, man. I hope it's not that dire, dude. I hope not, because I want to see Arsenal try to vie for the Premier League title. Yeah, I don't know if they can do it without him. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Not going to lie, seeing Brazil when I was younger playing good, even if they didn't win, was a joy and is what got me into soccer. Right now, it is all about statistics, but a mix of both is good. Yeah. I agree, yeah. I agree. Yeah, awesome stuff. So that's Brazil, South Korea. Any other comments on this specific game? Maybe the future Brazil, the future South Korea, or do you feel we covered it all? Um, I guess the only thing I'm curious about, and this is going to be completely down to the Brazilian mentality, is this game was a walk in the park. Possibly easier than any of their group stage games. And I, I could actually argue that that is true. Because if we say Switzerland's a really good, hard team to beat... Brazil had to labor for that, but that was two games ago. Cameroon, they didn't even try because they changed nine of their out of their eleven, mm-hmm. maybe even ten out of their eleven players. And then the the game against Serbia was like an age ago at this point. It was two weeks ago. So my the only thing I'm genuinely curious about is if Croatia come out and play hard, are Brazil going to have that mentality? I'm going to say they will, but I think it's going to be curious to see. Like, what if we see Brazil be a little panicky for the first 20 minutes for them to, like, get up to speed with a truly competitive team? That's the only thing, man, because in the last 20 minutes of this game, Brazil actually stopped defending. Like, even Marquinhos and Thiago Silva, they stopped defending because they didn't need to. And Korea could have had two or three goals at the end of this game. But, again, it was only because Brazil stopped. But they stopped defending. They stopped playing. So I, I wonder... If that's going to play any part against the game against Croatia, I'm not saying it is. I'm just going. It's something yeah, that we'll yeah, be looking it's at. Slight concern. It's yeah. A, yeah, yeah. It's very, very slight. But over the that first 10, 20 minutes of that Croatia game, I'm going to see: Are Brazil fully locked in, or is Croatia gonna maybe not shock them, but you know, take them aback just a little bit because this Korea game was so goddamn easy. Yeah, I think truly the only thing, and I've wondered this since fucking qualifying, man. Like, what yeah. the hell does a Brazilian team look like? When they're down a goal. What, mm, what do they look like, man? Yeah. What do they look like? They were down a goal in the Copa America final, but that's ages ago, man. Yeah, so ages. Long ago, yeah. What is this current Brazilian crop of players? How do they approach it? Do they stay? Do they believe in the system and the plan, especially with how well they're playing right now? Do they stick to what they know and they eventually get back into the game? Or does it shake them? And I think that's just something we're going to have to find out in the moment, man. It's just yeah. speculation at the end of the day. Yeah, but yeah. they've answered every single other question I have of them up to this point. So it seems only fair that that's the next question I have. But at the end of the day, 
I, I love how they're looking. Yeah, I man. love how they're playing and how these guys, they seem to be really feeling themselves this tournament. Yeah. It, it, I, I think they're on a way of kind of creating that narrative. They're on the way of creating that story. Starting off with Richarlison's scissor kick goal, you know. <sighs> Pelé going through a lot right now, but it seems like he's recovered as well. Thank yeah. you. Shout out to the king. Pelé, it sounds like he's getting a lot better. True. Also playing kind of a role in the, the motivation and inspiration and the story for these players to yeah. get that sixth championship. So I want to see them close that story out, man. Yeah. I, want, I really want to see it. Yeah. Goose XXV. What number is that in Roman? 25. <laughs> Love the podcast, fellas. Brazil getting number six this year. I'm saying it too, man. I'm saying it too, man. Look at the fucking jersey, bro. <laughs> Let's go, bro. Let's go. Chris V. Regardless of the result today, I'm happy for Korea. My friend at work told me he was in tears after the Portugal game, and he doesn't even watch football. Damn, that's dope. That's the power, that's yeah. the power of the World Cup, man. Yeah. That is the that power of the World Cup. That's so awesome. I was watching a lot of videos of like South Korean, you know, students and whatnot, just in their dorms, finding out about the results and like yeah. everyone just going crazy. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing, man. It so, really is. So awesome. Reynoso, you look good on a PSG shirt. Hey, appreciate Shay. that, man. Appreciate that. Same Osama. $5. Thank you, bro. Thank you. Thank you, man. Finally, able to watch you guys live. Always watching replies. Love the energy. Keep it up. I have Griezmann as player of the tournament so far. Would love to hear yours. Ah, okay. Player of the tournament so far, I'm going Mbappe. I was going to say the same thing. His his ruthlessness in front of goal, I think, is unmatched right now. Even because Brazil is spreading the love, but Mbappe is taking it all. And when you talk about player of the tournament, I think that suits someone like Mbappe. Yeah, yeah I yeah. think Mbappe right now is the top, top player, especially with what he did yesterday, man. Yeah. Yeah, it's Mbappe for me. South Korea at least tried their best, unlike Senegal and Poland, who just didn't look serious. Luis Chavez <laughs> and Bupi. All right, we'll move on to the next game that happened today. Croatia facing off against Japan. Yeah, I'll, I'll ignore that in a second. Uh, Croatia against Japan. Japan coming into this game also as a Cinderella team mm -hmm. beating Germany and Spain in the group stages. And Croatia just having that experience at hand with Luka Modric leading that midfield and other quality players around him. They make it out of Group F, and they now are set to face off against Japan and Croatia. We talked about this game. We talked about it yesterday, man. Yes. The poll said, and it actually favored Japan. And so I said, you know what, give and go viewers? <laughs> You know what? I looked dead into that camera and I said, you know, I've never seen anime in my lifetime. Never. But I keep hearing so much about this blue lock show that I, I have to check it out. I have to. But I will only do that under the circumstance that the Japanese step up when I need them to the most and they get a result today. So, folks, I guess we're going to have to wait three and a half more years because <laughs> it does not seem like I'm going to watch it. I might watch it. I might watch it. But, uh, but as for the bet... Croatia stepped up at the end of the day through a crazy, cra through crazy happenings that I want you to dissect from your perspective. Yeah. But Croatia ends up getting the result and getting into the quarterfinals through this matchup. Yeah, man. We preview this game as being essentially 50-50. The first round of 16 game where either side honestly could have won because either side were in really good form. And they were pretty even, even on paper. And I think that is exactly what we got. A truly 50-50 game here where there was a real ebb and flow to this game. I'd say so far it's the only round of 16 game that has truly been end-to-end -end or at least back and forth. There were different spells throughout this whole 90 or 120 minutes where Japan had the ball and they were going at this Croatian defense and then vice versa where Croatia started to dominate possession and try and find their way past this Japanese defense. So 
from a competitive standpoint, it completely delivered for me. I thought both sides played really, really good yeah. football at times. Couple of mistakes on both ends, couple of missed shots on both ends, couple of goals, or you know, each team getting one goal. And what did it finally lead to? A complete deadlock, man. Neither yeah. team could fully get that final goal to beat the other, and we go to penalties. And you know, just to say what happened at the end. Yeah, go please. Even though you know it ends one-one, so proud of Japan. At this point, I, at this point, I'm like, all right, well, let's just give it up. No matter what happens here, thank you so much for a great tournament. Go out there and see if we can win this penalty shootout, man. But then I looked over to the Croatians. I'm like, Jesus, man, these Croatians know how to kick a yes, ball, bro. Dude. And I, even before the first shot was taken, I was like. Fuck. Yeah, I was like, I think Croatia's the gonna get this The seriousness on their faces, man. Yeah. They look so confident in themselves. They look so good, man. And 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 when I looked at Japan, I'm like, we're technical on the ball, but are we are we shooters? Yeah. Like, are, are we shooters of the ball, man? Like, because even Modric, even though he's a midfielder at heart, he can hit a fucking ball. And I know he wasn't out on the pitch, yeah. but like, I felt like Modric encapsulated yeah. the rest of Croatia. They they may not be really good goal scorers themselves, but they just know how to kick a ball, man. And so I got scared. I got really <laughs> scared. And yeah, what did we end up seeing, man? Japan with horrible penalties. Woeful. 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 I, looking like they just didn't even, never kicked a penalty in their life, Dude, bro. Legitimately. Really, legitimately. really bad. Just always under hit, not fully to the sides. Mm -hmm. They look completely like bereft of confidence, man. And Livakovic, the Croatian keeper, gobbled them up every single time, man. So Croatia completely deserved it based on the penalty shootout, and they go through. But besides the penalty shootout, besides that, a really well-fought game. Very proud of Japan. And hey, very proud of Croatia, too, because... They were able to weather some of those Japanese offensive plays, and they themselves were able to get back get in back the game, game. because yep. they were down 1-0 off of a really good set piece from Japan, sending into the box, bobbles a little bit, Daisen Maeda gets on the end of it, 1-0 to Japan. And going into the halftime, Croatia were down. And so they come out in that second half, and Croatia starts to turn things around. Get an early goal within the first 10 minutes of that second half. It's 1-1. Croatia honestly looks like they could have got on second, but then... Kudos to Japan for slowing things down. And then, yeah, for the next 50 minutes, <laughs> it just stayed 1-1. But what a game. Both teams should be very proud of themselves. And Croatia, hey, now have an incredible yes. challenge to go to the semifinals and make another deep run Oof. at a World Cup. But Brazil are going to be in their way. But, yeah, what a game in general Croatia-Japan was. Dude, yeah. Um, for me, the first thing that stood out is that despite how bad Japan's penalties were, Croatia had the worst penalty. I think the, the delivery of that, I think it was the third penalty shot they had. I thought that was an, a woeful penalty. I remember the player. It was Levaya. Levaya. Yeah. yeah his his walk-off was the most cocky fucking penalty I've ever seen in my goddamn life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They had like a 2-0 lead, I think, at that point. So he felt yeah. super good about himself. Yeah. And the walk-up was wacky. The shot was bad. It hits the post, goes out. I was like, what the hell did I just see, man? Yeah. As for the rest of the Japanese penalties, I thought they were pretty weak as well. Dude. Just so soft, man. So soft. And I just saw a comment that I completely so agree soft. with, too. Like... I would rather miss a penalty by trying to blast it and missing than to shoot it softly and have it just be gobbled up by the goalkeeper, as Damn. you said. Because, dude, at least, it looks, I agree. at least it looks like you're trying, man. Yeah. Um, I know we missed a couple super chats. One super chat was asking about a 7v7 give-and-go tournament. 
Here we go. From Carlos Colunga Navarro. Good to see you again, my guy. You guys should host a 7v7 give and go pickup football. I would love to. I would love to. And I think that's the next step for the channel is starting to do things like in person. Maybe watch parties at a bar. Maybe we have bring in some viewers onto the fucking pod itself. Maybe a meetup at Zilker Park. Who knows? But I, I definitely want to take that next step in 2023. David said that. $5. Thank you, bro. The Japan versus Croatia game had me so nervous. I felt the bubble guts. Yeah, yeah. man. Yeah. yeah. Is that type of match? And I just think the type of match where it's going to go down in the footballing history of both these teams because yeah. it was so grinded out, man. It was, dude. Yeah, like, I'm with you, man, because I got nervous, too, especially in, like, the, the last 10 minutes mm -hmm. of regulation. I'm like, shit, dude, the margins are so thin here. They're so thin that one little mistake and either team could capitalize on it or they won't. Like, it was one of those where, like, I don't even know if we would have finished a clear chance. Yeah. Because it was just that tight. I think the nerves were that high, not just in the stands, but on the pitch too, man. Because it was just so, so tight. And so for me, it was so representative that this was the match that went to penalties, man. But yeah, yeah, yeah. it was just, it was, that, it was that type of game. But it, it just, it hurts from a Japanese perspective to work so hard yeah. for 120 minutes to be matched up literally even with the yeah. Croatians, man. Yeah. And then to have a penalty shootout like that. Yeah. Uh, I want to read that comment that I just saw about Modric. <laughs> yeah, scroll up for me right there. David Sanchez, Modric is like my 2003 Toyota Corolla from high school. 200,000 miles. But that thing got the job done, <laughs> it got the job It got the job done, done man. Yeah, Modric is on his last leg, man. They're going to kill him. This German's going to kill Modric, man. Jigglypuff penalties from Japan. Jigglypuff, Jigglypuff penalties, penalties, man. Honestly. Honestly, bro. <laughs> Yasser, Yasser says, I have been watching you guys since the Saudi Arabia team analysis video. Much love and support to you guys. Keep it up. Hey, thank, thank you, man. you, man. Thank you. And shout out Saudi Arabia. I wish you guys were in the round 16 based off of how well you guys played against Argentina. So thank you, man, for the donation of 100 SARS, which translates to about $25 in, uh, in America. So thank you, my friend. Thank, thank, you, thank you, brother. You. Thank you. Wow, $100 for producer Russ Pocket. Thanks, bro. Yeah, man, he's going to gobble that shit up. The way, <laughs> the way Livakovic caught those balls, that's what fucking producer Russ is going to do with our money, man. You guys are better than ESPN, Sky, etc. You know ball and are way more entertaining. Thank, Thank you, Alan you, Ramos, man. Thank, Thank you, man. you, man. But I would love to be on Sky someday, though, if they could. <laughs> Croatia will get humbled by Brazil. If Japan had a Neymar or a Vinicius to take those chances, Croatia would have been down 3-0 at halftime. South Korea's second half was low-key better than Croatia's first half. All right. All right. It's got a good... A bit of a hot take, but hey, yeah, I, I can see the that thing is, I can actually see that perspective, and that's why I had Japan winning this game, not by a domination type of performance, but simply because I think Japan play more creative football. I think Croatia are just very resolute in what they do, and since they have that European opinion, or their or not an opinion, but since they have that European style, it's so it's just so uh, solid that you can always rely on that. And Japan, if Japan's off in any category, then Croatia can always be at least level with their opponent, right? So I think that's what happened today is Japan were just a little off offensively. They couldn't get fully going. I think Junior Ito wasn't at his best, honestly, out on that wing, at least not what I saw him do against Germany or Spain. Uh, I think Asano, when he came on, wasn't as impactful as we've seen him. 
And uh, yeah, I think Japan were just a little off offensively, but their midfield buildup was still really good. And, you know, their defense was all right. I think Croatia did pick them out a couple of times. Pedisic had a clear cut chance in the oh, first yeah. 10 minutes of the match. If he finishes that, I think this would have been a different story, to be completely honest. But I'm proud of how Japan played. From the whistle, I was worried if they would start off slow, but they didn't. Japan actually started with a good energy this match rather than saving it for the second half, and I thought that was the wiser decision for Moriyasu, and I think it worked. They were up 1-0 at halftime. But, yeah, overall, I think that just that Croatian experience won them this game. Not in regulation, not in extra time, but it, to get them there, and then from there, they took care of business and yeah. penalties. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and speaking of penalties, what is your guys' opinion on the run-up jump and shoot method to take a penalty i personally hate it the only player who i can think of that can execute it properly is neymar says seven neutral seven i i, I don't mind it i don't mind it. i actually think it's a little intimidating man I, I i feel like as a keeper you would hate to see that sort of run up because he's constantly looking at you he's constantly looking at you to see what kind of movements you make and he's thriving off of those movements if you just move slightly right like how we saw neymar's penalty go today he immediately sensed that the goal, he immediately sensed that the goalkeeper was going to move to his right so he just slotted she yeah. just slotted the other way around yeah i feel like if it's done correctly man it's absolutely deadly absolutely deadly yeah from a fan perspective so if i'm rooting for a player i don't want him to do it yeah i want him to just kick it man or slot it as hard as he can uh, but if I don't care, I love it because it's just entertainment and it's something different. So that's my take on it. I do agree, though. I think Neymar is the best at it and by far, too. I know Jorginho probably was the first mm -hmm. like to bring it to light, possibly. He's good at it, but that miss in the Euro final, I think, was like, yeah, all right, Jorginho yeah. doesn't have it in the biggest moments. Yeah. <laughs> and then, dude, we saw Lewandowski do it yesterday. Yep. And the first one, well, got bought, but that's because Yodis was like a mile off his line. And then did it again, and it worked for Lewandowski. So, yeah, Neymar's the best at it. But yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jorginho crawls and Neymar could run. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, honestly. Yeah, I agree, I agree. Um, off topic, but opinions on the World Cup songs been lacking since the Waka Waka. Yeah, uh, yeah I like the one this year, but I don't love it. Mm. I don't love it. I've been listening to Speeds, but I feel like the one from Speed. I like. I love the chorus and Speeds. Chorus is good. Speed song, but the verses I think are just chaotic, man. <laughs> the trash. Chaotic, man. <laughs> the trash. <bro. laughs> so yeah, I don't really feel that like we have a good World Cup song this year to like fully, you know, and on the level of like. Pitbull's 2014 song or right. Waka Waka, 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 Waka Waving Flag. flag. Yeah, I, just, I don't feel it's there, man. I don't feel it's there. Um, Croatia got lucky because they were second in the group and Spain lost on purpose. Thoughts on Modric, Kovacic, and Perisic going off and not hitting a penalty? True. True. Big names not taking penalties. Big names not taking penalties, but I think it ultimately worked. Like I said, just the Croatian pedigree on how to touch a ball is so high. I don't think they needed Modric or Kovacic to hit it, honestly, if I'm being honest. And the thing is, I do think that this is something that the Croatian coach would have relayed to his players beforehand. He said, hey, we're in extra time. You're probably going to come off. There's, there's no way he wouldn't have told them beforehand. There's just no way. That'd be a shock. But I think he would have told them, and I'm, I'm okay with the decision. Yeah. Croatia hasn't won a knockout stage game uh, in regulation since 1998, dude. Oh my 1998. Goodness. I saw that stat, a stat on Twitter today. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, bro. This is in their DNA. That's the only this is way what they, they do. Know. It's what they yeah. do. In the modern era, this is yeah. the only way they know how to win. So it's going to kill Modric, man. And that Toyota Corolla analogy, that car is going to get broken down, yeah, dude, completely. Yeah. Ramo just is going to be like, what the fuck <laughs> happened in Qatar, Modric? <laughs> the hell happened, dude, man? He's going to need a good month off, man. Yes. I, ho I hope Modric give yeah. it to him. Please, dude, yeah. please, yeah. Because 
Ah, man. He deserves it. He deserves it. Deserve it. it. He deserves it. Anything else on this game? I think for Croatia going forward, they can be high on themselves in the sense that they can always adapt to their opponents. They've been able to show that in the group stage and today, their opponents honestly always reach to the Croatian level, which I think that's a concern. But the positive is Croatia always at least match them eventually throughout the course of the match. They figure it out on the fly. And I don't know if I can say that about a lot of teams, to be honest. Croatia are very good at adapting to their opponent and always keeping it tight. You say that they all, they haven't won a game in regulation. Well, that means they always go to extra time. And I think the reason is if they're down 1-0, the Croatians just keep their mentality. They keep their sanity, and they find a way back in any situation. I think that's a huge positive to be had. But, you know, talking about reaching another World Cup final, I think Croatia have to be more clinical, man. They're really good at build-up. They're really good at finding players off the run. And they have the players to give those passes off with Kovacic and Modric. But, ah, dude, they're not clinical at all, man. Mm-hmm. Like, at all. We had thought of that as being a worry going into this tournament. I th- and I think it is. Like, I think it is an apparent negative of this Croatian side that they just don't have finishers. Like, truly, they just do not have anybody to reliably score a goal. So that, I am worried. But midfield and defensively, I think they can match up to anybody. Yeah, but, oh man, thinking about this Brazil-Croatian matchup, they're going to need those finishers, bro. They need them, man. They're going to need those finishers, and we're not seeing it outside of a game where it was completely open against Canada. Yeah. They haven't really been able to show that they can, you know, really pounce on a team when, they're, when they have the opportunities. Yeah. So I do think that is a correct flaw. And it's building up for Brazil. There's a story here with them potentially facing off against Argentina in the semifinal. Rodolfo Quintanilla says, Messi is going to take Neymar to school, pack him his lunch, help him with his homework, and then spank his ass. <laughs> <laughs> He's getting the full role-play experience. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> uh, well, let's talk now about the Croatia-Brazil matchup for a little bit, what we see happening in this game. I don't know what day that falls on. I don't know when that's happening, yeah. but... It will be a game to look forward to, man. A quarterfinal match between these two teams. Don't think I've... No, I have seen them face. They faced off in 2014 in Brazil. Oh, yeah. yeah the opening they did, game. They did. Yeah, so that's the last time they faced off against Jeez. each other with Brazil winning 3-1. This time around, Brazil is high on confidence coming into this game. And Croatia can at least be confident that they've gotten the results they've needed one way or another, dude. Yeah. One way or another. So... As it has been a question this whole tournament, will the team facing Brazil just shy down and kind of let themselves get walked all over by this Brazilian team? Or will they show up and prove to be a really good test? I don't see it being a good test, man. I I see Brazil treating them the same way they got Serbia and uh, Switzerland to essentially bend the knee at the end of the day, you know, uh, pipe down to the quality of Brazil and just get dominated. I'm so high on not just the offense of Brazil, but their defense, dude, their defense when, when they're not four nil up has shown to be really, really good, man. South Korea didn't do shit throughout like the first 15 minutes. And you, that goes for every single game against Switzerland, against Serbia and Cameroon, I think is just a chalk off. Yeah. You you can't can't count count it. So I think Brazil's defense is really, really good. Rolls Royce, Rolls Royce defender and Thiago Silva Marquinhos playing very well as well. And Alisson getting those reps in today, (sighs) finally getting some saves in this tournament. I think it's going to only help boost their confidence. And even if a good Croatia shows up, I just think Brazil's better. And I see Brazil winning that match. Yeah, that, that is, those are my exact thoughts. I think Croatia will play well, and they will play much, much better than South Korea did, at least from the start. Despite all of that, though, 
I just don't see Brazil losing this game. They will find a way past Croatian's defense. They will get at least one goal, if not two. And at that point, I don't trust Croatia's offense. I don't. If Croatia had better offensive talent up front, then I would actually give Croatia a little bit higher of a chance to get a result on this game. But I just don't see the Croatian offense as high, nowhere near as high as I do when you compare it to Brazil's. And that comparison alone completely gives it to Brazil for me, man. I think Croatia will try to keep it tight, and I think they will, but Brazil's going to find a way to score. And once they do that, I don't see Croatia having a response. Yeah, I think Brazil has a golden opportunity, man. They've had tough quarterfinal matchups dating back since 2006. They lost off. They lost against France in 2006. I think in 2010, they lost to the Netherlands. Uh, 2018, they had a hot fucking Belgian team. Yeah, no, They've had tough draws, and they've... They haven't shown to get past that stage, but now they have a Croatian team that they can beat. Yes. So I expect Brazil, this new mentality Brazil, to be able to get that result. And it looks like the poll thinks the exact same thing with Brazil at 70, 73% to win and Croatia at 27% uh, through 160 votes. I agree. I agree. But, man, I would love to see Croatia put up a really good performance. I really would. And to... Just make Brazil work for it, That'd man. Be nice. Because they've been winning games early on, man. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think they can though. Like so watching this game from a neutral perspective, if Croatia can keep it nil-nil for that first half, that'll be their best opportunity. Because then from there, maybe they can get a shock goal in the second half and just at that point hope that the Brazilians panic. But if they concede in that first half, bro. I just don't see Croatia having the offensive talent to respond, man. I really don't. I think the key for Croatia is don't concede. And then from there, hope you can get either a clean-cut chance or score off a set piece. That is the key for Croatia to success. But it's one that's it, it's still a little grim for me. It's too grim for me to truly believe that they have a chance to win. So, yeah, it's Brazil all day for me. Brazil yeah, all yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. Let's scroll up here and let me look at some of these comments. Go up. I saw something about Modric as a Mercedes and yeah. not a Corolla. Yeah. Greetings from Croatia. We are a small nation of 4 million. That's so small, man. Yeah. For us, this is a great victory. Japan is a great team and respect for them. Modric is Mercedes, AMG, not Corolla. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, at this yeah. point, man, yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. Like a, he's like a vintage car. A vintage car, He's not yeah. going to be as fast as the, you know, the Mustangs or the Ferraris of today, but dude, he's still, his value is still so high. Gavardiol will have to have the game of his life to not lose by more than two goals. I think so, dude, bro. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Gavardiol yeah. and Lovren. They can contain the Brazilians, but I just don't think they can contain them for 90 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> um, Brazil is everyone's second team. I saw someone say Brazil is Mexican's second team, and I completely agree, man. This is the most support I've ever shown to a Brazilian squad. Okay, okay. And I just, I don't know why. I think yeah. it's just naturally happening and i would not be surprised if other mexicans are supporting brazil just as much as me oh yeah uh from swap no is croatia better than serbia and switzerland i was thinking about that yeah. i was thinking about that because you know what have been brazil's biggest test and i'm gonna say that croatia are not better than switzerland not this version i think switzerland are just slightly more well-rounded and it did take Brazil 80 minutes to just break the deadlock. Whereas I could see Brazil scoring a little bit early against Croatia. And I think Switzerland with a Shakiri have a little bit more creativity going forward than Croatia do with their current 11. So I would say that no, not by a large margin, but Croatia are not better than Switzerland. Yeah, and Mbolo, man, he's a baller, bro. Mbolo's good. Yeah, he's been, his hold up play is really, really good. Yeah. Uh, Drunken Ramblings with Aaron has joined the give and go. Thank you, man. I'm happy to have you, bro. Thank you. Welcome, Thank brother. You. Truly do appreciate that. 
Um, Croatia is better than Serbia, but not better than Switzerland, says Mateus. 3-1, Brazil wins. We only have 10 games left Damn. in the tournament. Damn. 10. Hey, it's at least double digits. So do you think Switzerland will be Portugal? We'll talk about that in a second. Yeah. Uh, agree. When Mexico left the tournament, we all migrated to cheer for Brazil. That's what I'm saying, man. <laughs> uh, think about it. Brazil has been attacking against really bad defenses. Maybe a couple goals are good, but all others are easy goals scored. Meet a top team. Only then can we know about Brazil's attack. I actually do. Yeah, I kind of agree with that, man. Yeah. They've been pouncing on teams because they are just better than them. But yes. what happens when they face a team that they are level with? We might not see that until maybe an Argentina matchup in the semis, maybe a Netherlands matchup, or maybe in the final versus, you know, maybe England, Portugal, France. France. Maybe then. Maybe yeah. then. Um, but awesome stuff. Awesome stuff. Croatia will be gassed out of all their matches. Uh, they were intense. They might hold up for a half, and then the Brazil slaughter will begin. <laughs> I actually do see that happening. Like, if the first half is tight, good luck trying to maintain that intensity for the second half, man. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. What about Gavardio? Man, we're high. This podcast is high on Gavardio. Oh, I man. love the guy. We've been hyping him up ever since the deep dives. Go check that out if you'd like to get an idea of what we thought of Croatia before the tournament. Mm -hmm. uh, but you yourself, big Gavardio fan. Um, since yeah. his, uh, big Gavardio fan. Uh, talking about his uh, time at uh, Leipzig and what he's been able to do. The price tag is only going up this tournament, man. Yeah. Only going up. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Let's do match ratings. Let's do match ratings between the two matches today to decide which one was the best game of the day from based off of the give-and-go viewers. The first match to talk about is Japan against Croatia, a game that went all the way to penalties, the first extra-time match of the knockout stages. How do you guys feel about that? What do you guys think? Was it a one out of? Was it a six out of ten? A seven out of ten? Eight? Where do you guys stand on Japan versus Croatia? I think this is one of those games where if you're a fan, this is like, especially a Croatian fan, this is like a nine out of ten, right? Mm -hmm. As a neutral, eight, eight for how tight and intense it was. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, and for a casual, I think they might even put it lower, like a seven, because there just wasn't enough opportunities to entertain a person that isn't truly into the sport. True, not a lot of action. Yeah, six is seven, nine, seven, eight. I'm seeing a lot of sevens and a lot of nines, so that would average out to eight. 8.5 for, uh, for the weak penalties from Japan, nine because of penalties, eight. Eight or nine for sure. Penalties were way too one-sided, otherwise <laughs> it would be a 10. I'm th we're gonna have to go eight, eight here. I think eight is the average. Eight is the average for this one. All right, Japan-Croatia gets an eight. Next match is Brazil versus South Korea. That first half was a straight up party, man. Straight oh. up party, man. I was low-key a little mad. I was sober watching that because I was like, man, I want to join in on the fun, bro. So They're having fun out there. The Brazilian so fans in are, were in attendance, yeah. and we saw some amazing goals. But after that, the game was done. Mm. After the halftime whistle went off, game was done. But what did you guys think? Seven, six. 10, 8, 11, 7, 5, 6. This was an easy win for Brazil. Mm -hmm. 5. I'm seeing like, a, I'm thinking like an average of a 7 here. Yeah, yeah. People are going generally pretty low. 6.5 even. Yeah. All right. We'll go 7. We'll go 7. 7. 7 it is. So the give and go match of the day goes to Japan and Croatia. Yeah. And I think that's fair given just how you know ruthless that yeah. game was. I got a comment here from Christian Hernandez. Don't always agree with your takes, but I appreciate the podcast. You guys talk about football like I wish my homies would. None of my friends or family match my energy when it comes to football. Damn, dude. Good to hear, bro. Yeah, well, I mean, Welcome to the family, yeah, man. I remember you telling me one time... Um, when you and I didn't live in the same town, you're talking about how at uh, your college, you could never find someone that truly 
Just anyone, bro. Anybody. Anyone. It, it, it honestly is hard to find, especially in the States. I think it is hard to find someone who like watches the game passionately. Yeah. I, I agree with yeah, you, bro. Yeah. It, most, it's tough. Most people prioritize a different sport here. Yeah. Because it's just, you know, it's, it's what people watch over here. So it makes sense. But man, yeah, I appreciate that comment, man. I appreciate that comment. Moving on to the next topic, which is match previews. Let's talk about tomorrow's games. Crazy that we're going to have a two-day break after tomorrow, man. Crazy. A two-day break. The break has finally arrived. Two days, Wednesday and Thursday, no matches to refresh and just reset yourselves. But before we have that break, we have two banger matchups, yeah, man. Bro. Banger matchups. The first one being Morocco versus Spain in the morning. And then Portugal versus Switzerland right after, man. Um, Morocco, Spain, bro. Morocco, Spain. I want you to sound off on this one first. How do, what do you think about this game? I, I want to say that I think Morocco can show the same energy that they showed throughout the entire group stage. I want to say it, right? <laughs> yeah. That's what I want to say. say it, bro. Just say it. And they topped the group too, right? And I think that that means something. This Morocco team is not a fluke. They came out with the right passion, the right energy, and they've shown that it, they are able to do it with a consistency. And if they can consistently perform that the way that they have this entire tournament, I think this is going to be a very even affair. I really do. Spain have underwhelmed, in my opinion. I don't even know if I can count that Costa Rica game anymore, simply because Costa Rica just did not show yeah. up. It's like the equivalent of not counting the Brazil-Cameroon game right. because Brazil decided not to show up themselves. Their opponent didn't show up for Spain, so Spain just took advantage of that. <laughs> and so yeah. I, I don't even know if I can count that as an impressive win anymore because after that game— Spain struggled in multiple ways, man. That Germany game, Spain, the possession that they had against Costa Rica was completely obliterated because Leon Goretzka pocketed Pedri and Gavi yep. alone. You do that, then the Spanish team have a lot of flaws because they have no one else to look to to move the ball, to distribute it to their front yeah. three. I'm and then licking his lips right now. That's man. what I'm saying. I, if, if Morocco can just go out aggressively and really just – hit the knees of Pedri and Gavi, I think Spain will struggle to move the ball. And then when you think about, well, what if they can get it to their front three? The Spanish front three has not convinced me at all, man. Besides Morata being a constant threat in the box, I think Dani Olmo, he's got the touch, but is he ruthless? Is he clinical when you need him to be? I don't know. Um, and then Marco Asensio, I don't think he's shown up other than in that Costa Rica game. And then Pablo Sarabia has not featured at all for the no. Spanish side. Ferran Torres, again, I'm going to say the same thing. Other than that Costa Rica game, I think he's been mid. Yep. Spanish Antuna, man. Spanish Antuna. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah, Torres gets in great positions, but after that, does he do much with the ball? Probably not. Yeah. So if you're Morocco, defensively, with that energy and that drive, you're, you're thinking, we can, we can match these guys. And then from there... You give it to Ziyech, maybe Buffal has a good game, and Nesiri gets on the end of some really good balls like he did in their last match. I think Morocco has a good chance here. I really do. Now, I know on paper, obviously, right. Spain are better, and they have that European experience, and you know they have young, unimaginable talent in Pedri and Gabi. I understand that. But the way it's looking, I think Morocco can keep this game very, very tight, so much so that they might have a decent genuine chance of beating spain yeah I, I think that's the point to make here is that morocco has a chance bro they have a chance they have a chance and that's 
that's wild because I, I didn't see that coming into the tournament. But now I think it's clear to everyone that's seen the tournament so far, Morocco can do it. They can play up against the Spanish team, especially with how Spain has played recently. The poll itself is Morocco-based, man. Okay. 60% Morocco, 40% Spain. Yeah. I love that, man. I really do. I love the enthusiasm people have about this Moroccan team because there really isn't much to harp on, man. There's not much to criticize because two wins and only one draw in the group stage yeah. and only one goal conceded, which was an own goal, man. That's yeah. impressive. It's so impressive. And Spain, on the other hand, lost their last game against Japan and then uh, tied Germany and then the Costa Rica blunder happened too. Yeah. So I'm just like, damn, I don't know. I don't know how to read this Spanish team. And yeah. that's... That's the part that's kind of disconcerting in a way is that I feel like we know now what Morocco is, but Spain, we still don't know if they're really, really good or if they're just mid. Yeah. And, you know, I do want to say, man, that so far I'm six for six on my predictions. So, you're so going here. we've been talking about Saltero the octopus, but what about Reynoso the reindeer, bro? No reindeer. <laughs> hey, Christmas. It's Christmas it's coming, time. man. I got to get a little red, little reindeer nose, man. <laughs> Reynoso the reindeer, six for six. And if I want to go seven for seven here, I got to make a bold call. Do I go Morocco or do I go Spain? I hate to do this, bro. I hate to do this. What are you going to say? <laughs> I like this, man. I know, what are you going to say? I never had this much attention on my predictions, man. I kind of like say, this man? moment right here, bro. <sighs> I'm going to have to go Spain, bro. Okay. I'm going to have to go Spain. I think that we're just going to see a different Spanish team tomorrow. I understand. Logically, it actually makes more sense to pick Morocco, dude. And I feel bad doubting them. I really do, especially with the people that watch the show knowing that I doubted them before the tournament. Mm. I got proven wrong. But I'm gonna need to get proven wrong again, dude. I'm mm. gonna have to be given. I'm gonna have to prove wrong again. I have Spain winning this game. I have them stepping up. I have the quality of their players. Just realizing, like, hey, we're fucking Spanish. Most of us play in La Liga or in the Premier League. Let's step the fuck up and yeah. get the result we need to do. Because if they have another catastrophic round of 16 exit, I would almost equate that similarly to what Germany did. Two back-to-back -back group stage exits for Germany in 2018 yeah. and 2022. For Spain to get knocked out with the top two league in the world and the round 16 in the past two World Cups, I think that's bad, dude. Yeah. I think that's really, really bad. And I think there's too much at stake for the Spanish. I don't think that Spanish pride will let Morocco walk all over him and beat them. Mm. I think they'll find a way to get the win here. Okay. No, I completely see it. I actually see this game the way that I saw Japan-Croatia. I do see this as 50-50. Um, I think Spain have a genuine shot at winning this, and I think Morocco have a genuine shot at getting the result here. For me, I've said it before, I'll say it again, whoever wins this game, it's because they win the battle in the midfield. If you do that, you will get the result here. My only thing, man, dude, <laughs> Spain just don't have the form right now yeah they tied germany and lost to japan those are their two last performances they didn't get tested in their win against costa rica when whereas when you look at morocco man oh. they thrashed canada essentially and they they were able to get a result against belgium beating them yes it did take them a long time to score but it i mean before they before they did get that goal belgium didn't really show any threat and I think that's down to the midfield defense of Morocco and their backline in general. I think they shut out Belgium. And then they were able to get a good draw against a obviously now really good Croatian side. I think that means more to me than Spain's draw against Germany and their loss against Japan, man. And from what I've seen at this World Cup, teams who like play consistently the way they played for like two games, 
they're finding it hard to truly turn it around. I don't know if Spain are going to be able to turn it around fully, but yes, on paper, they are obviously the better team. And that's what scares me. That's what scares me saying I want to go for Morocco because, you know, they are Spanish. They play in one of the best leagues in the world in La Liga, most of them. They could just show up here and show their class. Kind of like how Croatia did in moments throughout yeah. this tournament. Kind of the way that the Netherlands did against the USA. This knockout stage, all the bigger teams are winning now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I, I do see this game like Japan-Croatia where you have the underdog clearly in Morocco on paper, just like Japan were. <laughs> I think recent form in World Cup, I'm going to go Morocco. But like I said, I won't be surprised if Spain do get the win. Yeah, yeah. fair. No, fair, fair. I, I completely get it. And I love the chat here. Arambat is going to be there for Morocco in this game. Midfield is very important, says Joseph. Uh, Saul Acosta. Sometimes confidence and history alone win you games. This might be one of them, unfortunately. Spain players will have more fear even though they probably should. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Swabno. Why can't Morocco beat Spain if Japan beat them? Spain lost to Japan and drew with a weak Germany. And I, I think we, That's we agree. That's my point. Yeah, yeah. We, I agree. I agree. I, I completely see the side yeah. and the argument for why Morocco can win this game. Um, frustrating to watch Pedri and Gabi not take chances from outside the box, says Matthew Fisher. Those boys can strike the ball, and I would love to see them take their opportunities and score more goals. Yeah, I do see them a lot feeding, feeding a lot. I know Gabi got a crazy goal against Costa Rica, but they, I feel like they're almost asked to not really go for those opportunities, <laughs> That's true. honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ilyas Amar says, My father born in Spain, and my mother is from Morocco. So this is a crazy game for me. Bro, this is once in a lifetime type of game right yeah, here, dude. That's and crazy, bro. You can't lose. You can't lose. <laughs> the question is that, you know, like, damn, one of your parents is going to be sad and the other one's going to be happy, man. Yeah. Family drama, man. Family yeah, drama. Yeah, family drama. Live stream that shit. Um, Kempa Warrior. Morocco is the only hope of African football. They're way better than teams like Ghana. Yeah. Yeah, holistically, yeah. their team is so much more well-rounded than probably any other African team that is at this tournament. So you could think of them as, like, the hope for Africa and the dark horse remaining at this tournament. That tournament now, yes, yeah. but... Joseph says, if Morocco don't score their own goal, they can win against Spain. Uh, the momentum behind Morocco is unreal. One underdog is going into the quarterfinals, and it is Morocco. Yeah, that's what I'm banking on, man. That is exactly what I'm banking on. Their recent yeah. form, I think, I, I want it to continue. Yeah, I, that, but man, there might, there's a true chance that no underdogs or yeah. dark horses that enter yeah. the, round, the quarterfinals. Cause, um, yeah, because yeah. there is a point in any tournament where the stage gets too big. And only those who are used to that stage truly rise to the occasion. None of these Moroccans realistically have ever been in a game like this. I know Ziyech has been with big teams, going to a Champions League semifinal with Ajax. I understand that. But as a team, bro, as a team. Right, a team. Yeah, individually some, yeah. Like Hakimi too. Right, yeah. right, right. But like Bono, even though Bono's an incredible keeper, he's never been on the biggest stage, bro. And so when you think about that, play, other players you have to rely on, you know, that's where that's where the Moroccans are going to be tested, I think, mentally rather than actually out on the pinch. But if they win, man, if they win, dude, then then that that answer, that answer is going to be given to us right there. Yeah. Like, Shit, yeah. Morocco's got that grit. There. They got that grit. The big, the big teams are winning the knockout stages, says Luis Rivera. This is where the difference of quality is obvious. Only Croatia and Japan had a chance to give us a surprise. Portugal versus Spain will be the next match. Okay. I, complete, I can see that too, man. Yeah. I can yeah, see yeah, that yeah, too. Yeah. There's always a first time, Saltero. Yeah. <laughs> No, yeah. That's, that's why I watch football. <laughs> I literally watch football to always be surprised. Yeah. Rahan Ramsunder says, almost so shit that I release him as a free agent on FIFA every time. <laughs> Never gives him a single minute on the pitch. <laughs> oh, this is interesting. Aurora Path says, Morocco has the second lowest expected goals in the tournament. They can't create chances and just rely on their clinicality. And 
fucking see it. Clinicality and and I don't think it strikes again. That is actually a good point, and it's why I'm giving Spain a good chance to beat them too. Because when you think about Morocco and what we actually had previewed them, their front line is is not the best, like at all, man. Not, not even remotely. But the reason why I think they'll have a good opportunity here is because the Spanish offensive line has also been whacked too. So I think low key, these teams are actually very similar. Good midfields, weak offensive line, and decent back lines. So I think this is actually going to be a really even matchup. And I think I saw a comment, 1-1 extra time. I actually could see this game being 1-1 and possibly even going to penalties, just like we saw Japan-Croatia today. I, I could see that. The next match slated to be uh, going on tomorrow is Portugal against Switzerland, man. Another banger right Can't there, a European one, matchup, and I cannot yeah, wait for this one, wait. man. The last match of the round of 16, Portugal coming into this game having lost to South Korea, but winning their games against Ghana and against Uruguay, topping their group. And Switzerland coming out of the group in which Brazil was in, only losing 1-0 to Brazil, beating Serbia in a massive match 3-2 or 4-2? Was it 4-2 or 3-2? Oh, shit, I don't know. I think it was 3-2. 3-2, right? I think. I think. Um, but dominating them at the end of the day and getting that big, big victory, they're now slated to face off against each other. And I think this match is going to be great, man. Yeah. I think it's just going to be great because either team has a good chance to win here. I think so. Either team has a good chance to win here. Portugal, in a way, also hasn't truly impressed as much as we wish they would. They're a very good team. And they have potential, for sure, to be a title contender. I'm not saying they're not that. But I just, I'm not being convinced about them the way that I am about a Brazil or a France or even like an England. But this game is our chance to, to be able to, to make a big statement on the biggest stage. And Switzerland, bro, a true opportunity here to take advantage of this Portuguese team, to make a big statement for themselves, and to proceed into the, to the quarterfinals, being the final eight of this tournament, and just kind of continuing this run of excellence for Switzerland, man. What started with an amazing upset in the round of 16 of the Euros against France yes. can ultimately lead them to a quarterfinal appearance in the World Cup. I want to see what the Swiss team can do, yeah. and I'm interested to just see how things play out tomorrow. Yeah, dude, this Portuguese team frustrate me, genuinely frustrate me, because when you look at the talent that is in their starting 11, it's ridiculous, man. But I agree. They have not gotten or reached their full potential in this tournament, not in any of their games, even though they've had good results. They pretty much dominated the group stage for the most part, but not with style, not with any sort of flair. I think they just dominated because a obviously their their team is incredible just from a talent perspective and b the opponents were you know not the best especially on the day against portugal and so i'm i'm left a little confused as to how i should actually view this portuguese side because on paper they're incredible but the way they've been playing i'm not fully convinced now don't get me wrong i am not as underwhelmed as i am with spain i see portugal as much better than the spanish side based off of their recent form but, bro, there's just something here that I think Portugal might let down. And especially if they're playing a team that thrives off of overrated top dogs in Switzerland. Switzerland love this type of situation where it's not a Brazil. They're not as good as Brazil, but they're just underneath that. Switzerland love playing teams like that because Switzerland, yeah. Switzerland can always beat a Tier 2 side. Tier 1, Brazil, England, France, that's tough for Switzerland. That's very tough for them. But a team like Portugal, <laughs> Switzerland, Switzerland actually have a genuine chance to beat a team like this. And, bro, I think they have a good chance tomorrow. 
I think Switzerland can come out, play the same way they played against Serbia, and low-key the same way they even played against Brazil. Even though they lost that game, if they're sturdy at the back, use Shakiri as that creative focal point and use Mbolo as that big number nine that can make runs or help out with hold-up play. And granted, Shaka at the level that he's playing at right now, bro, I think Switzerland might be the better team going into this. They don't have the talent, but they have the better team, in my opinion, against this Portugal side. So much so that I think they have a good chance here, bro. I really do. Yeah, I actually think if you're Portuguese and you see the way that Portugal played in the group stage and you compare that to how Switzerland ended up playing in the group stage, you're actually a little scared, man. I think so. A little scared versus before the tournament, you'd be like, oh, okay, we'll we'll probably be in good form. We'll probably beat a second-tier, third-tier Swiss side. No worries. But now, dude, I'm looking at this match. I'm like, fuck, man. I would be scared. I would be scared scared if you're Portuguese because Swiss people just got a huge emotional victory against a a sort of enemy in Serbia. That's only going to fuel them to play a really good match against Portugal. So let me read some of these comments and see what people are saying about this matchup. Um, I'm stressed for Portugal. It says Luguero Felipe. Damn. Yeah. 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 Jeff S. Give and go drinking game. Take a sip every time they say bro. Hey, I would say you can say the same bro for obviously. There's a Uh number of trademark things we say. Anytime I say the word interesting, bro, please. Matthew Fisher. I don't know how to feel because I want Ronnie, Ronaldo, to play great and make a deep run. But I think if he does great in this World Cup, he might retire and go to Al-Nazir. Yeah. Which is, yeah. That, that's an interesting thing. That, that's that an, I saw that. I think I, real. I, I think it's going to happen either way. You think so? I think it got reported today that it's like actually about to be official. And that's all, That's as close as you can get to being official, bro. <sighs> I need to bro. see Fabrizio say it, man. Ah. That's the thing. Same <laughs> yeah, with Messi yeah, yeah. to MLS. There's, I feel like it's the same thing. It's been rumored, but I need to see Fabrizio say it right. in concrete, you know, that I, he's I, I, doing it. But... If he is, man, that's a pretty crazy move. That's crazy. It's a wild move, man. That's a ton of money. Yeah. And uh, he'd be literally over your, over, in fucking Asia performing, bro. Yeah. No, no, be no. Insane. Hundred percent. I'm Portuguese. I'm genuinely worried to face the Swiss. We haven't been very convincing. If Swiss score first, Portugal will find it hard to break them down. But a Portugal-Spain quarterfinal would be amazing. I, I completely agree, man. I completely agree. That's what I wondered, too, is what does Portugal play like when they're down a goal against a team this sturdy, man? Yeah. This sturdy. Rehan uh, Ramsunder says, one more month until I can spend my Christmas bonus on Super Chats on the give-and-go <laughs> so I can convince them to come down to South America for a footy session. South Africa. Hang in there, guys. Payday is coming, man. Hey, bro, I'm waiting, man. I'm yeah. waiting. A good Christmas awaits us. Every time the Saltero says, good God, man, take a shot. Yeah. Man alive. <laughs> <laughs> a couple Super Chats. Let's see. Hector Barrera. $2 message attracted. Appreciate that, my friend. Insured frames. I can't wait to watch MMA <laughs> on the pitch with Brazil versus Argentina. Yeah. Oh, dude, yeah, yeah there's yeah. so much I can't wait. If that matchup happens, game. that matchup happens, man. I don't care what kind of form both those teams are in. If it happens, bro, one of the greatest matches of all time already just in terms of hype. Oh, in yeah. In terms of the names. Oh, yeah. In terms of what it means to each country, bro. I'm, I'm so excited. Low-key, I hope that's, I see that, man. It'd be dope to see. Yeah. What's up, guys? Greeting from Munich, boys. Munich. Hey, I've been yes, there. Sir. I've been there. That was the first place I landed in when I went to Europe for the first time was mm-hmm. in Munich because I have a friend that lives up there. That's pretty crazy. Beautiful city. Fit, sit, beautiful city. Very clean. Mark my words. There will be no Spain-Portugal quarters, but honestly, I don't know which team will lose. I actually really agree with that. I don't think Portugal-Spain will happen. It might be Morocco-Portugal yeah. or Spain-Switzerland. And so with that being said, your ultimate pick for this game. 
I'm going to go Switzerland. I, I think what I value most is the fact that this Swiss team is so united. They're so together, and they've shown that in this group stage. Yes, they did lose to Brazil, but to beat Brazil, you have to be one of the best teams in the world. But even that performance, I thought, really told me a lot about how this Swiss team approached football. The way Portugal have been, I just am not convinced, man. I think they've been a little bit lackluster, relying on too many individual performances. And... Look, I mean, like, I, I, even though Cristiano Ronaldo is one of the best players of all time, I think he's had a weird tournament. Mm -hmm. And if they have to rely on him to finish, he has not proven to me that he can finish big chances in this tournament yet, man. Bernardo Silva, I think, has not been up to par, to be completely honest. And João Félix has been good, but is he going to be that guy to finish for Portugal? I, I don't know. And so relying on those type of chances for Portugal, I think the Switzerland will gobble those up. So for me... I'm going Switzerland. Damn. Hell I'm of a going call, Switzerland. Man. Hell of a call. And I do think there's good arguments for either side. There's good I, arguments I, for either side. I could really see Switzerland out, out muscling or outplaying Portugal in a tactical sense. I really can. I think their manager is very good. And I think that they have a set game style that really benefits them and works for them. Whereas Portugal, I think a lot of it is just individuality. Like, yeah. we're better than you on the ball and we can win games that way. We mentioned that in our preview that. Sometimes that's the ultimate thing. Yeah. Sometimes just knowing that you're going to be better than the other team yeah. when it comes to your talent on the ball can win you matches. And in a way, I feel like they've kind of done that because Fernando Santos has been a little questionable with his moves as well and who he started and how he's been yeah, managing, man. you know, Rafael Leal, for example, how we've always been saying that he deserves to start but yeah. doesn't give him the ultimate minutes. And the way he's setting players up, I could see him getting punished for his tactical approach versus a game against Switzerland where they thrive on tactics and yeah. just playing as a as a united team and a system. So I got to make one big upset pick, upset pick in this in this round of uh, 16. Reynoso the reindeer. I'm going to call Switzerland beating Portugal hey, as well. Okay. And I have a Switzerland versus Spain quarterfinal. The chat actually thinks opposite of us. They think Portugal. Portugal will win with 61% and Switzerland will win with 40%. So ultimately, the give-and-go viewers see Portugal winning it, and I'm interested to see that. Damn, y'all just changed my mind that quickly, says, says Jacques. <laughs> this, one, this one, though, I do feel is okay to kind of be flippity-floppy on because oh, yeah. either one can win this game, man. Either one. I could see it being 1-1 as well because Switzerland aren't known for scoring a lot of goals. They're just known for shutting down their opponent and then getting a goal max two goals. Portugal, I think, have been very inefficient this tournament, so I don't see them scoring that many goals against a sturdy Swiss side as well. So I could see this being 1-1, maybe even nil-nil for a long time, bro. So I, I, I see this as being a very tight game. Yeah, I can see this being like one of those MMA fights where both fighters just leave gassed, bro. Yeah. Gassed, tired. They're just fucking bent down like, goddamn. <laughs> they didn't even care about what the result was. They're just like, fuck, man. Yeah, thank I God think, it's over. <laughs> yeah, I think this is going to be one of those, man. This is going to yeah. be a, a title fight, in my opinion, with the way these two teams are coming into this yeah. game. I love these comments, man. HP Carlos defending his team. I love it, man. He's got a Portugal... Uh, uh, profile picture. I completely get it, man. Yes, he sir. says that we're both wrong. I completely understand. He says Portugal three, Switzerland one. Uh, Portugal will miss chances. Swiss will be clinical, says Random Med Student. Um, this channel is so don't. This fans or fanatics says this channel is so dope and relevant because they aren't biased at all. Hey, we're, we try not to be, man. Really we try, try not to. Be, not and I swear to, to God, I don't have any Swiss allegiance. I don't have, you know, <laughs> I don't have a cousin that's Swiss. <laughs> right, right. I got nothing. Same with Portugal, man. I, I visited Portugal, bro, this past summer, and I fucking loved it. If anything, I owe them my support. But I'm denying them that yeah, this game, man, them, because yeah. I am Reynoso the reindeer, and I am on fire right now, man. Mm -hmm. Um, 
but what content are you guys planning for a two-day break? We got to think about that, man. We got to think about that. If, if about anything, it. man, it'd be nice to just get a break. Maybe I just lie. take a break. Okay. <laughs> it'd be nice, man. A little break, bro. We've been live streaming every day since the World Cup started. Um, Spain is out since Luis Enrique is sleeping. Messi lovers. HP Carlos. Hey. Hey. Uh, thoughts on Ronaldo's form heading into the round of 16. You mentioned how I already kind of mentioned. Yeah. I think he's actually been pretty poor. Um, he's had several chances in the group stage to score really good goals, goals that he has easily scored in the past. But I think we're just finally seeing a really aged Ronaldo. I'm not saying these chances are sitters or that they're very easy, but when you think about the standard that he has set, he's missing some easy Ronaldo-type chances. And going into the round of 16, I, I see his form is kind of off. I, I see yeah, this off. Yeah, the the only counter I would give, man, is that it's still Ronaldo, man. It's still Ronaldo. It's still Ronaldo. And so sometimes you can give excuses for players of that caliber and quality and that history. Yeah. Would not be surprised if he gets like a really solid brace tomorrow. Solid brace tomorrow, 2-0. They win, and it's Ronaldo who leads them into the quarterfinals. Wouldn't surprise me, bro. I'd just be like, fuck yeah, man. If anything, I'd be happy. I'd be like, hell yeah, man. He's back. Like, this is what he's Shit. capable of doing. And he's going to fucking go off from then on. That's the momentum he would need, so... It's Ronaldo, bro, but he's been weird. He's been weird. He's been, been weird this tournament. Well, and that's the thing, bro. Like, comparing to Messi, Messi with the goal of Argentina's tournament in Mexico, only Messi can score something like that. And do you see how drilled, how I precise saw, I saw, it was, bro, I saw that shit, all right? <laughs> I, I saw yeah, it, bro. I didn't want to mean, mean to bring that go, back bro. up. But then, and then the goal against Australia to break the deadlock, going somehow through three defenders to get that shot off, Messi, man. Ronaldo has not done anything close to that this tournament. Not even close. And so when you compare Messi to Ronaldo right now, there's only one clear winner. And again, that, that is coming from an unbiased point of view. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> nah. I, I can agree with that. I agree. But hey, if there's penalties, I would definitely be okay with Ronaldo taking one because 100%. he took a good one. He took a good one against, against Ghana. Man. Yeah, 100%. Ronaldo maybe shows up in this game. He scored five goals in the last three games versus Switzerland. Okay. Ooh, okay. So Mandalorian thinks he's kind of got the Swiss number, man. Okay. Um, Ronaldo scores two goals tomorrow from HP Carlos. Okay. He scored with his hair. What else does a man need to do? <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. Ronaldo is getting ready to rip it up in Saudi Arabia, man. Karthik Raja. Ronaldo ghost goals worth $200, $200 million a year. What's a brace worth? Damn. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Diego Aires, do I got to drive from Houston to Austin to beat y'all's asses for not supporting Portugal? Sad Portuguese citizen. Hey, bro, we already had an Argentine fan from Houston come to my household in DFO, debatable football opinions, snatch himself a victory, and then leave this mm -hmm. goddamn place, man. I don't want to do that shit again, man. <laughs> I don't want to do that shit again, man. Uh, hair gel winner, <laughs> says HP Carlos. I'm betting on Spain reaching the finals. Wish Messi and Ronaldo were just the same age. Imagine a 35-year-old Messi and a 35-year-old Ronaldo. Would have been a dream. That's true. Ronaldo is two years older, man. Ronaldo shows, two years ago the, was still yeah, one of the man, best exactly. forwards on the planet. Let's show some grace for the elderly, bro. Yeah, yeah 20, 37 is, is old in it's football terms, man. Let's show some grace, man. Yeah. Let's show some grace. Game will completely depend on Portugal's talent. The one and only says, question Saltero Reynoso. I know y'all's favorite teams are Mexico and USA plus Chivas and Atletico, but do y'all have favorite players currently and past? Um, yeah, I do. Um, it still kind of correlates to what my teams are. I love Ramon Morales, Osvaldo Sanchez, mm. goalkeeper for Chivas in the 2000s, my favorite player growing up. Um, but then the stars, I've always loved Ronaldinho, big Ronaldinho fan. Uh, Zidane, big Zidane guy. 
Henri, I loved Henri growing up as well when he was at Arsenal. So yeah, I, I have my favorites. I have my favorites for sure. And mm-hmm. right now, I would say, man, I, I just love. I love all all players, man. I think Mbappe yeah. is awesome to watch. I really do. I think uh, a guy like Modric has been incredible for the past ten years. Yeah. Um, but then like you know, low key guys like Luis Anvicula. I really enjoyed him for Peru and what he's done in Liga MX. Right. Ruben Sambuesa, man, oh, what a character he is. Yeah. I can go in any league, man. I got favorite players everywhere. I just love the game and yeah, those would be some of mine. Yeah, when I think about top favorite players, probably in the early 2010s, uh, Carlos Tevez. I watched every single Man City game just to see Tevez play. Did not care about the club, did not care about the team. I just love the way that Tevez played football, man. I absolutely loved it. And then in the Real Sociedad days with Carlos Vela, Antoine Griezmann hit the scene. And ever since I saw him play for Real Sociedad, I have never stopped watching an Antoine Griezmann game. And when he made the move to Atletico Madrid, it was a dream come true for me. And so, yeah, I would say Antoine Griezmann has probably been my favorite player probably over the last, what, seven, eight yeah, years. Yeah, you've been a greasy, I've been big, a greasy guy. Big, while, greasy man. guy for a long, long time. Yeah. We have a little super chat here from KD, KD, Kevin Durant. Want Ronaldo to score a brace, uh, but Shaka to win. What, oh, come on, you gunners. Come on, you gunners. I was like, <laughs> coach of the year. Come on, you gunners. That, I like that. I like that. Man. For the love of God, stop saying Liga MX like that. The other day, I said it like that, and I kind of said that, and I got clowned for my Spanish. Oh, Liga MX is what you want to hear. Yeah. That makes sense. I'll be speaking Spanglish all the time, bro. Yeah. yeah I don't on, think man. it really matters. <laughs> uh, any questions, guys? We'll do a couple questions here before we go. Bro, let's go. He mentioned Abincula. Yes, sir. Yes, I did. Boca or River? Ah. When it comes to this matchup, I like Boca more, man. I like Boca more. Of course, I try to be objective every time I watch them, but I like Boca, bro. That's I like. Question. I love La Bombonera, man. I think that stadium is dope. And even though my beautiful Chivas trashed, trashed Boca Juniors in the Copa Libertadores back in like 2008 or something, 2006, I still got love for Boca because I love their fans. I love the atmosphere they have. It's electric. It's one of the, it's definitely one of the places I want to go and visit someday to just feel that atmosphere. And I also have just a, a natural bias to the color blue. And I love their I love their shade of blue mixed within that yellow. I think it's beautiful. So yeah. I, I definitely go Boca in that matchup. I'm definitely going to go River simply because of the style that River pl- have played over the last 10 years compared to Boca. I mean, when you think about River's players, especially over the last like five, six years, I think it's just a more fluid style of football, something that I like to enjoy as a fan. You know, players like El Piti Martinez, uh, Rafael Santos Borre when he was there, Nicolas de la Cruz, and especially in that River-Boca final, Juan Fernando Quintero, man. Oh my God, what a final he had. So I think overall, River have had the more exciting players and they play the more enticing style of football. So yeah, I'm going River. Yeah, I like that we're on different sides then, man. Yeah. Uh, someone says Boca murió in Madrid. <laughs> they yeah, died they did. in Madrid, They man. did, they, they did. Died. Um, scroll up a little bit. I saw a good question. Keep going a little bit more. Yeah, super chat. Denny Da Silva, $5. Thank you, bro. From Brazil, I would assume, with Da Silva last name. Brazil's playing for Pelé just like the Lakers were playing for Kobe in 2020. Damn, Damn dude, that's that's fucking beautiful. That's beautiful. I agree, though. I, 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 I hope that Pelé can see this team lift up their trophy, man. I hope that his health gets better. I heard that, it, that he has gotten better, so uh, yeah. things are looking good. Favorite Brazilian team? Favorite Brazilian team? Oh, I got to think about this one. Like year-wise, what are you talking about? I think just in the Brazilian league, is there oh, a team that that you, oh, okay. you have an yeah, affinity yeah, yeah. for? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I've said this before, but 
recently Atletico Paranaense. Once I saw them make that Copa Sudamerica final, I think four or five years ago, I've actually caught, you know, not all of their games, but I've caught a decent amount of the games every single year. Obviously going to another final this year, yeah, losing out in pretty bad fashion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I just love, again, the style of football that Paranaense have played. And I think it also is representative because Renan Lodi ended up going to Atletico mm. Madrid. And when that happened, I was like, ah, perfect, man. I'm watching the right teams right now. So, yeah, I would say Paranaense as of recently. I liked Sao Paulo growing up mm. with, uh, what was that goalkeeper's name? Rodrigo Seni, something like that? Oh, Rogerio. Rogerio, yeah, Rogerio yeah. Seni. Dude, the fact that he took free kicks. <laughs> that's insane to me, man. Yeah, yeah. That, I wish that, we, bizarre. Bizarre. And yeah. I wish we had that now in the modern game because that's so special. And uh, I like they were really strong back then in Copa Libertadores. Yeah. Sao Paulo stood out to me. Uh, there was a time where I liked Gremio. I thought they were cool. Gremio yeah. was really cool as well. Um, but right now, I don't really have a favorite team. Right yeah. now, I don't. But... Um, I definitely have nostalgia for Sao Paulo. Mm-hmm. Uh, when will we have the Give and Go Discord channel? Come on, producer Rudd. Actually, yeah, we'll talk off screen. We want to. <laughs> we we got to figure out a Discord channel, man. That's yeah. been in the works for a long time. I know you guys want to do seven v seven in Austin, says David Serda. But will you guys do a U.S. tour? If so, come to Chicago. That'd hey, be dope, man. That'd be dope, bro. A little tour? I can go on tour, man. Oh, I'd love to do that. I would love to go on tour, man. Talk some footy with the world, man. Go to Saudi Arabia. <laughs> That'd be fun, man. Hey, Saudi Arabia would love to have us, That'd wouldn't be fun, they? Man. For if any Saudi Arabians watching right now, will you have us, man? Will you host us, please? We need a place to stay. Please, man. <laughs> I would definitely go. Where do you see Give and Go in five years? Five years will be after the next World Cup, so damn, bro. Ah. Hopefully successful, man. Hopefully, hopefully successful. successful, and hopefully we have built an enormous community that loves football and loves to talk about football, yeah. whether you agree with us or not. That'd be yeah. my ultimate goal. Yeah, we were talking the other day about our viewers and uh, how we feel like we have a generally very passionate viewership yeah. or fan base, and I like that because you look at other like channels, like I don't know, you could say ESPN, FC, or mm. whoever it is, and I just don't feel like they have the same type of fans, man. It's not the same. Everyone is so goddamn passionate in the yeah. chat, man. And, and even like that. the DMs I receive as well, man. Fucking tears, bro. I'm seeing <laughs> it. I'm just like, goddamn, people really relate to the passion that we that we put out. So I like that. Um, settle the debate, boys. I keep seeing this question, so we'll answer it real quick. Messi or Ronaldo? Uh, for me, it's Messi. Yeah, I'm just going to go Messi. And I, not because I think he's objectively better, but I just love the way that he plays. He's more of a dribbler. He's more of a provider, but he's also just incredible at scoring goals. Ronaldo's an elite goal scorer, too, and is a good dribbler and a good flair player, too. But yeah, I just prefer Messi. Why not? Yeah. yeah. But, man, Ronaldo's peak. Shit. Oh, yeah. Jeez. Unstoppable. Fucking They're b- both unstoppable. Both unstoppable. The, uh, for me, it's the fact that that question exists that I just feel lucky. That we got to see two players play at that high level, man. I, I, thank, thank God that it's not just messy, you know. That's not. It wasn't ever just messy, just solely him. That there was someone else to challenge him, and that it could have even gone the other way at, at some points. And there's a fair argument for Ronaldo, I think, too. Wow, when you yeah. when you say, it. I, I love that, man. That's so dope, bro. I watched every single stream from the beginning of the World Cup. You make my day, and my make my sleep better. Love from Serbia. Thank you, bro. God damn it, man. I wish Serbia so showed up, man. Because then the streams would have been amazing, man. Yeah, God yeah. damn it, man. <laughs> but I appreciate that, dude, for real. Um, do you guys think the final can repeat like the last World Cup, France versus Croatia? Crazy, that's still in the running. That is still in the I just don't see Croatia going to the final. Yeah. I don't. Uh, but that'd be crazy. <laughs> that'd be insane. <laughs> I do see France going, though. Yeah, France would be awesome. HB Carlos will murder you because of the messy tag. Yeah, he probably will. Yeah, watch out, man. Watch out for HB Carlos. If you do if you do Europe tour, should come to Oktoberfest. First beer on me. 
Damn, hey. dude. Damn. Let's go to Germany, man. Yeah, I would love to go to Let's Germany. Let's go to Bavaria. <laughs> Get some beers. Be nice, bro. Uh, I've been there before. I've been to Berlin and to Munich, and I love both places so much. But I was like... I was like 18. I didn't even drink back then. Mm-hmm. Like, I would love to go back and just get plastered. <laughs> and if this was some give and go viewers, man, oof. Who's one current League IMX player you'd like to have on the give and go to interview? What a question from Luis Melo, man. Kevin Alvarez for me. Ooh. Yeah, Kevin Alvarez. After seeing that post game interview in the Mexico match, so well spoken. He's like, what, probably very similar to our age. He's definitely younger. And I've obviously. Liga MX champion with Pachuca and just his style of play, I think, is so European. So I'd love to know like what his future idea of him as a footballer is. Yeah. I'd love to know like his beginnings with Pachuca, Damn. how he thought of this season, what it felt to lift the Liga MX trophy at his age to be a starting right back for the best Liga MX team right now. Would love to interview Kevin Alvarez. Damn, man, that's a really good answer. Yeah. Fuck, I, I, I would love to interview Guignac. Ooh, Gignac. yeah, that'd Gignac be dope. would be awesome. Um, arguably one of the best foreign players to play in Liga MX. I still think that title goes to Cardoso for Toluca, but the Paraguayan. But Guignac is up there as one of the greatest of all time, just in general, for Liga MX for what he's been able to do. But I would love to interview him because, first off, he understands English. Yeah. Right? And we can also speak in Spanish to him. Yeah. And the fact that he's been in so many different places and in so many different types of games. Bro, there's a season where he was playing for Tigres and then in the summer played in a European final, yeah, man. That's so dope. And nearly scored a goal for France. I would love to just hear him talk about that opportunity because I don't think any other media outlet has actually asked him about that specific moment. He could have been a hero Damn. for France. And we would have been talking about France lifting up the, what was it, 2016 yeah, Euro yeah. Uh, championship instead of Ronaldo, man. Damn. He could have been the guy that got in the way of that. Wow. So to have him on this pod and talk about that and also talk about his Liga MX greatness, yeah. I would love to do that, man. So what a question, That's man. That's a really, good one, too. Really love that one. Really love that one. But hour 30. Yeah, I think we'll have to cut it now. Producer Rez ready to get going, man. He was like, hour 30. No, I'm <laughs> thank you guys for watching, man. Thank you guys for being here. And thank you for the support once again. Truly grateful for it. And we will see you guys tomorrow for another awesome stream. Later, Peace, guys. guys.